Welcome to the March 21st, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and cover the biggest stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. So Bitcoin is trying as hard as it can to get through that $4,000 resistance level, and it's making some good progress. On March 19th, Bitcoin got up to 4020 before dropping to about 3965 and the whole crypto market dropped with it. But since then, Bitcoin has been on a slow and steady uptrend with no serious drops, some small drops. But yeah, Bitcoin's gone straight up pretty much from about 3965 to where it is now around 4030, 4040. Uh, this morning, Bitcoin has been as high as 4055. So it is pushing upwards through that $4,000 resistance level, eating away at it. But it's obvious the $4,000 resistance level is not just at $4,000. It goes up to at least $4,050. That's the depth of it. And you can actually see that from the longer-term data when this resistance level was first encountered in recent times. On March 15th, Bitcoin pushed up to about 4050 before coming back down below the $4,000 resistance level. So... We can see from the data we have that the resistance level is actually from like 4,000 to 4,050. And Bitcoin has to push on beyond 4,050 to truly break this level. I thought it would come about via a short squeeze. And maybe there is a short squeeze in store. Maybe the resistance goes all the way up to 4,100 and we could see a short squeeze if Bitcoin really gets past 4,050. That's usually how resistance levels break. They usually break via a short squeeze where basically short orders begin to get covered. And when short orders get covered and closed out, it requires buying Bitcoin and then buying Bitcoin and covering the short orders causes more short orders to get nuked, basically. And then it's like a feedback loop with short orders getting closed, then buying Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin going up, more short orders getting closed. Usually we see a rapid rise in price when a resistance level is broken because there's usually a lot of sh short orders, short trades, short positions right at the resistance level. So, you know, that's still possible sometime over the next day if the slow upward trend continues simultaneously load the resistance is resistance and oftentimes if there's not enough upward momentum to get through the resistance level the price will pretty much bounce back off of it and go down we're actually kind of seeing that at this exact moment as i talk so bitcoin went up to 4055 this morning like i said literally about an hour ago now it's down to 4024 and kind of like going down pretty quick so that's a common trend we've seen at this $4,000 resistance level, Bitcoin kind of like almost breaking through it and then getting smashed backwards, downwards. So it does not appear yet that we can say $4,000 has been broken. All eyes are on this level though. The crypto market is totally poised for a rally if Bitcoin could break 4000 and it paves the way for a retesting of the $4,200 resistance level, which is by far the most important resistance level. It's been in place since December. And if Bitcoin could break 4200 we could be talking about a real crypto bull run here. Like, all the cryptos would really rally a lot if we could break 4200 But right now, we can't even break 4000 at least this morning. So, yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But it will be very exciting if we could start getting up to, like, 4100 and then start testing 4200 Then, you know, it would be very, very close to a bull run. As for the rest of the crypto market this morning, it was a little more green about an hour ago when Bitcoin was over 4050 but now it's way more mixed towards the red. Ethereum is up 0.3%, Ripple's up 0.6%, Litecoin down 0.6%, EOS down 0.6%, Bitcoin Cash down 0.3%, Stellar down 1.1%, Binance Coin down 2.7%, Tron up 0.1%, Cardano down half a percent. 
Bitcoin SV up 0.8%. Monero right at 0%, probably about to go into the red. IOTA down half a percent. Dash up 0.4%. And Dogecoin is up like 0.04%. So what we can see this morning is basically the crypto market, the other major cryptocurrencies have barely moved. It's mostly within the 1% change. And the whole crypto market's kind of just like waiting for Bitcoin to either go up or go down. So the market would totally rally if Bitcoin could break through this $4,000 level. Right now it's not doing that, so it's kind of sliding towards the red. And if if Bitcoin gets bounced off the $4,000 level and goes below 4000 which is quite possible too, we could be talking about a bearish day. This is exactly in line with some research that Binance Research did. They found that Bitcoin has the number one correlation with the top, well, the major cryptocurrencies. And that's something that I've seen, like, I've been doing market analysis since basically 2014. And yes, the whole crypto market basically follows Bitcoin. A lot of it has to do with the trading pairs mostly being in Bitcoin. So, like, if you're trading, like, Dogecoin or Litecoin, for example, the dominant trading pair would be the Bitcoin trading pair. So, Litecoin for Bitcoin or Dogecoin for Bitcoin or Monero for Bitcoin. So since Bitcoin is the underlying trading pair, when Bitcoin goes up, the cryptos go up. Almost because of that reason alone. But they also follow the sentiment of Bitcoin. So like we're seeing, like I'm saying this morning, if Bitcoin could go through 4,000, the whole crypto market will probably rise really nicely. If it goes down, if it actually drops below 4,000 later this morning or in the afternoon, then the crypto market's going to be in the red. Moving on to the first interesting news story of the day. So the Bitcoin Lightning Torch has been a great success. It basically uses the Lightning Network, which is a scalability solution that allows like instant payments that are um, almost no fees. So let's say the Bitcoin Network had a heavy load, and then people could use the Lightning Network, which has barely any fees, even in a heavy load situation where the actual Bitcoin Network has increasing fees and pretty heavy fees. So the Lightning Network is like our best hope for uh, Bitcoin scaling, basically. Like if there's a lot more people using Bitcoin, uh, then we want to have a fee crisis if the Lightning Network is properly in implemented. We actually saw during that 2017 rally, that uh, like late 2017, early 2018, when the volume of Bitcoin was at its highest, Bitcoin transaction fees actually went over $50 per transaction at one point, which made Bitcoin like unusable as a currency or for any other reason. Like, if you were doing big trades with Bitcoin, like millions of dollars or whatever, then, yeah, that $50 might be okay. But, like, for people trying to use Bitcoin for any currency purpose, that $50 fee was absolutely destructive and contributed to the downfall of the market and this bear market. So, that's, the Lightning Network has been worked on a lot since then, and it might be ready. So, yeah, the Lightning Torch has been a great success. This guy on Twitter called Holdonaut, of course, that's spelled H-E-D-L in the Bitcoin meme way. Uh, so Holdenot created the Lightning Torch, and he basically like started with like a small amount of Bitcoin, sent it to someone else, and then they added a small amount of Bitcoin and sent it to someone else, and that person adds a small amount of Bitcoin. So this has been passed between like hundreds of people now. It looks like the exact number is actually about 260 people that have received the Lightning Torch, if I'm reading this correctly. And a lot of those includes like really rich people, really famous Bitcoin influencers and famous crypto people in general. So it's been going between famous people and kind of like billionaires too that are not even in the crypto industry. And they've basically been attempting to get like the most uh, famous people in the world to take the torch to spread awareness. It's kind of like free advertising for the Lightning Network. A lot of people have gracefully accepted the Lightning Torch. 
and they they've been trying to get Elon Musk to take it. Like Holdenot is kind of obsessed with getting Elon Musk, the CEO of SpaceX, uh, to take the lightning torch. But I don't think he is at this point. Maybe it's possible. Maybe it will happen. But here's the thing: the lightning torch is coming to an end. That's the news today. I think there's about 20 slots left before the lightning torch is done. They've determined that at this certain point, 20 people from now or so, they're going to give the torch over to Bitcoin Venezuela. And Bitcoin Venezuela is pretty noble, actually. Uh, Venezuela, as we've talked about, is having serious problems. The currency in Venezuela, the sovereign boulevard, is hyperinflating like crazy. They actually redenominated the currency like a few months ago from the Boulevard Fuerte to the sovereign boulevard. They chopped off like a bunch of zeros from the currency because it was becoming to the point where they were using like bucket loads of cash just to buy like a loaf of bread or like a wheelbarrow just to do like a little grocery shop where they get like eggs and rice and bread. And it's actually getting back to that point. So they chopped all the zeros off the currency that they could basically and brought the currency back to like... You know, one boulevard equals like a dollar or something, but that did not last. The hyperinflation is crazy. And right now, for a cup of coffee in Caracas, it's 2,800 boulevards for one cup of coffee. And that is up from a year ago, it was 0.8 boulevards. So the hyperinflation has continued like absolutely out of control. And this is crushing the whole country. Like imagine anyone that saved their money in boulevards, like they've absolutely lost all their life savings. People that are paid with it have to, like, literally run down the street the second they're paid and then, you know, cash it in for bread and eggs and milk and stuff because if they wait till the next day, it's going to not be worth, like, much less than what they got paid. So, yeah, it's a bad situation. It's causing lots of poverty, lots of hunger, unfortunately. So Bitcoin Venezuela is actually feeding people. They're feeding, like, hundreds of people. Uh, in Venezuela, or giving out hundreds of meals at least, maybe not hundreds of people, but they want to probably. So Bitcoin Venezuela is basically taking crypto donations, and a little goes a long way. Like working in Venezuela, besides the inflation part, they earn about one dollar a month apparently. So it's like literally one dollar is all they earn in a month for a whole month of really hard backbreaking work, and uh, so literally a dollar of Bitcoin donated to Venezuela. First off, it holds its value, so like. They can get, like, a lot of groceries for it, for example. Second off, it's, like, a whole month of work just for, like, a dollar. So a lot of people can be fed from a small amount of crypto donations. So the Lightning Torch right now is worth maybe, like, $150, maybe going towards $200. And they're going to donate it to Bitcoin Venezuela and about 20 more people. So 20 more people will get the Lightning Torch. And I think they're kind of trying to use it like silver bullets. Like, they're trying to get it to the most important people they can. I think they will make a last-ditch attempt to making Elon Musk take the torch, and he might. Maybe if they tell him, hey, you're the last person that's going to receive the torch. Do you want this opportunity? He'll probably say yes, so we can all be optimistic. And then they're going to give it over to Venezuela, the Bitcoin Venezuela, and feed a lot of people with it. It's like almost $200, and that's going to feed a lot of people. So that's really cool, actually, that you know a lot of people put their money together. It's like everyone put in like a few cents, basically, and it added up to like $200, and then, you know, it feeds, like, hundreds of people in Venezuela or thousands of people. So that's a really good ending to the Lightning Torch story, but it is coming to an end. That being said, I am, like, 100% sure that Hold a Nut and probably other people will be launching more Lightning Torches because it's so fun for them. It's like a game that they do all the time. So, yeah, the Lightning Torches will be going on forever, but this original torch, which is called the Lightning Network Trust Chain, Ellen Trust Chain, is coming to an end. 
Moving on to our next story, we've talked about Mt. Gox until we're blue in the face. I've written so many articles about Mt. Gox in the past year, and I'm sure many other journalists have too. It's been going on forever. It's like So Mt. Gox totally collapsed in like early 2014, brought down the whole Bitcoin market with it. The market was already crashing from the Silk Road being closed down, but then Mt. Gox had to collapse, and they lost like 850,000 Bitcoins, and then they found 200,000 Bitcoins later on, and then they say they're going to pay back. Uh, the people that were customers of Mt. Gox and lost a ton of money. And we're talking, like, the most... At that time, like, basically a lot of people, like, a majority of people in the crypto community lost money on Mt. Gox. It was crazy. So now they're finally going to get paid back. And the news from today is that um, emails have been sent out from the guy in charge of um, the civil rehabilitation of Mt. Gox. It's basically this guy appointed by the court to distribute the funds to the Mt. Gox customers... They're approving and denying claims, so people had to submit claim forms online, and then they got an email finally. It took months and months and months for them to get an email saying their claim has been approved. Some people are misinterpreting this, though. Like, I saw one of the emails on Reddit basically saying that, hey, all of your claim has been approved. Like, all the funds that you submitted have been approved for this claim. So, it's easy to misinterpret that as, like, they're going to get a 100% refund for their claim. That's not going to happen, so... Yeah, the email's kind of written in a way where it sounds like the people are going to get 100% of their Bitcoin back that they lost. So that's not happening. They're probably going to get a full refund in terms of fiat. But once again, the numbers don't lie. 850,000 Bitcoins lost and 200,000 Bitcoins were found. So like people are going to get about one quarter of the crypto that they lost. And also, um, a good amount of that 200,000 Bitcoins was actually cashed out when the market was higher. So that's actually good. So people are going to get a refund in terms of fiat and Bitcoin. It's going to be like split between that. And they're going, to, they're going to get a full refund. If you calculate the fiat value of the stuff they get back, it'll be a full refund. And maybe a little more. But it's nowhere near the amount of Bitcoin, like the value of that Bitcoin that they lost. Um, at least at this time. So when they lost the Bitcoin back then in early 2014, Bitcoin was worth a lot less. Now it's worth a lot more, like or, an order of magnitude more. So people from Mt. Gox are not going to be receiving a refund as if, like, it's the total value of the Bitcoin that they lost. But at least they're getting something back. And by the way, it's not happening yet. So people are getting emails, but the emails are saying, like, hey, we'll contact you in the due course of time. And apparently that means around May, people might actually start getting some refunds or something or more guidance. So it's still ongoing and it's not done yet. I thought it was going to be in February based on the info from last year. So this is kind of dragging on and no people are not getting refunded from Mt. Gox yet. That'll be pretty big news when it finally does happen. Moving on to the next story. So a serious bug has been found in Augur, A-U-G-U-R, which is um, basically a decentralized way of gambling via blockchain technology. So it's based on the Ethereum network. And basically, people can make bets, like they can make prediction markets. So it's officially called prediction markets, but it comes down to gambling. So someone will say, is Trump going to win the presidential election? And people bet, yes, he's going to win, or no, he's not going to win. And then from that data, they can actually get like a percentage of people that predict Trump's going to win. And that's why it's a prediction market. That's a cool idea. Basically, they're using a decentralized way of determining the outcomes of certain events. So that's cool and scientific, and there is merit to that. But it's mostly come down to, like, it's kind of like a form of a casino. It's like, oh, you know, who's going to win the Super Bowl? And what's Bitcoin's price going to be in a month? But there's a serious bug in it. So uh, hackers have found a way to make invalid markets. So here's one of the invalid market examples. It's like, what's the Ethereum price going to be at the end of March 2019? 
and that's all legitimate to start with, but then you look at the time that this expires, it expires at 8 p.m. on March 31st instead of at midnight. And then what people could do, the hacker could basically, um, you know, enter the market with a small bit, and then other people enter the market, they think it's legitimate, they don't notice that it's four hours off. And, and then basically the hacker... And other hackers, like, they all put in small amounts, and then they vote that the market is invalid. So Augur put in this decentralized mechanism to determine if markets are valid, or if, like, um, a certain result, like, people could vote on what the result actually is. So it kind of has, like, some safety checks to ensure that, like, let's say there's a robot, like, giving over the data for, like, is this market correct now? Like, let's say, you know, it's the election, and did Trump win the presidential election, and then you got an algorithm that says Trump didn't win when he did win then people could vote and say no he did win so there's like some safety measures like that but the hackers have exploited it basically they're creating markets that are invalid which shouldn't be possible but they're creating them they, they all put a small amount like they put like a satoshi into it and then when the market gets declared invalid because they voted it's invalid then the money split up between everyone equally that participated in the market and then they make money so basically a hacker could make this invalid market and not even know what the result of the bet's going to be and, and make wildly inaccurate like predictions for the bet and then they vote the market is invalid because you know they said it to be invalid and they make money anyways so Augur has to fix this and Augur's not going to be able to fix this until they do a hard fork so that's not very good news for Augur and uh, Augur's not reacting to this news I'm looking at it, it's at number 37 on coin market cap, market cap of 163 million dollars Basically, no on the day. Because I guess Augur still works for people that make valid prediction markets. Um, and this is just kind of like a fluke that people should know about. It doesn't ruin the Augur platform. Basically, people just have to be more aware, though. They got to look at a prediction market before they play in that market or try to make a prediction in that market and bet money on it. Like, they got to make sure that market's completely valid. There's like telltale signs that a hacker's behind a market and trying to make it get declared invalid. Basically, you look at the time. Like, if it says, like, what's the, you know, price of Bitcoin going to be at the end of 2019? If it expires in, like, December 5th instead of December 31st, then you know it's an invalid market. So that's something to be aware of and something that will be fixed when a hard fork comes. But there's no hard fork scheduled until, like, at least later this year. Moving on to the final story of the day. So Jack Dorsey is the CEO of Twitter. And, of course, Twitter is an extremely popular social media site. It's kind of like Facebook, but people use it to, like, grow their business and for work and stuff. So it's like Facebook with more of a purpose. Anyways, Jack Dorsey has become a real Bitcoiner now. He was actually one of the people that received the lightning torch. He passed the torch along, and we talked about that torch earlier in the show. But anyways, he's launching um, Square Crypto, and basically they're hiring people. Like his tweet says, Square is hiring three to four crypto engineers and one designer to work full-time. The original tweet was like a little more exciting than that. He's like, hey, do you want to work for me directly? Do you want to make money and get paid in Bitcoin? And like, so we got like, I don't know, instantly 11,000 people join this Square Crypto Twitter profile. Um, but he's really only hiring like a few people or like five people. Uh, but it's kind of cool that the CEO of Twitter is like such a major Bitcoiner. He's actually going to be having a little Bitcoin division to develop the ecosystem for crypto and stuff. And that's good news. That helps adoption that we have a CEO of a major company that's like all in on Bitcoin and crypto right now. Uh, there's not many people like CEOs that are in charge of major corporations that have really advocated for Bitcoin. This is one of the only examples that I've seen. Of course, Overstock from the early days, 
And Overstock's not like the biggest corporation, though. It's like, it's well-known maybe just because it accepts Bitcoin, but it's not like Amazon. This is kind of like one of the biggest social media sites in the world, Twitter. It's huge, with the CEO being like, I love Bitcoin. So that could really help Bitcoin adoption in the long run. I mean, there's like how many millions of people use Twitter? Like, Twitter practically got Donald Trump elected to the president of the United States. So, And Jack Dorsey, like, let's look how many followers he has. He has... um. Actually, only 4 million followers, but he is the CEO of Twitter, and he could leverage the whole platform to help Bitcoin adoption, so hopefully that's what happens. So that's all I have for you today on this March 21st, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to Crypto.IQ 24-7 for the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. Also join the Crypto.IQ trading desk. They have made over... 300% profit since July, despite it being the worst of the bear market, and their profits just keep going up. They are expert traders. If you join that Crypto.IQ trading desk, you could see their trades in real time and just use their trades if you want to make consistent profits based on their suggestions. And they also post full trade analysis, and you could actually talk to them in real time and ask them any question you want. So you could actually become an expert crypto trader yourself if you join the Crypto.IQ trading desk. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. I remain in space.